calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shouts. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are still in our Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign for Journey to the Heart. We really, really need your support. We reworked our budget the other day, and we just want to let you all know basically where the money is going. The first amount of money, so basically where we're at now, is paying all of our cast, and that's mostly it. Our rates for our actors have pretty much doubled since last year. There's a few reasons for that. Our SAG rate has increased because we are not a new production company anymore. This is our second project. And also competition for actors has significantly increased since last year when it was earlier in the pandemic. So we do have a larger budget and we really need to cover that. So we just need your help in these last two weeks of the crowdfunding campaign. If you can help us, you can do that at bit.ly slash support journey to the heart. You may have seen that we also had a little announcement that we want to make sure everyone is aware of, but we have a new casting announcement for Journey to the Heart, which is there's a little show you may be familiar with. It was called Teenage Bounty Hunters. It's one of the, you know, best things Netflix has ever done. And then and started, followed by the worst thing Netflix has ever done. Yes, which was cancel it. Uh, <laughs> and it starred a certain someone by the name of Devin Hales. And we are just super, super happy to announce that Devin is going to be working on Journey to the Heart with us, playing Ileana, who is part of Charlie's crew. So if you want to help us make this show and be able to pay all of our fantastic actors like Devin and Jess and Zara and Sissy and... Ellie and Valerie and everyone else who's doing this and with us. Lee. And me, sure. <laughs> you know, just head on over to bit.ly slash support journey to the heart. Every little bit really makes a huge difference. In the greater Les universe, do you watch Selling Sunset, Lee? I don't, but I have seen way too much about this next bullet point item. So I'm just going to everyone. Say that, like, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to watch Selling Sunset, no. Sunset to know that Chriselle who's one of the realtors on Selling Sunset, has started to date G-Flip, 
and people are flipping out over it. Oh, nailed that one. Yes. But um, Chriselle also like her dating history is wild because she dated the dude from This Is Us. She started the show married to the guy from This Is Us. Then she dated the owner of the <laughs> real estate company that she works for. And now she's dating G Flip. And I'm like, it tracks. Incredible. It tracks. Lee, do you want to talk about this next thing? I do. Although I feel like I've seen less about the real announcement and more about just the like queer reaction to it. Oh, yeah. So I saw that they announced there there is going to be a Simple Favor sequel. Cannot wait. I don't know what the actual premise is supposed to be. All I've seen is like a million queer ideas about like how to make it the gayest movie ever. And I am here for any and all of of them. Yeah. All of them. Is there, has, I haven't actually seen, like, what is it supposed to be about? Have they said? Oh, I have no clue and I don't care. Okay, I'll great. watch it no matter what it's about. Amazing. <laughs> Good. We also still haven't done a simple favor. Yeah, we day. should do it as the sequel is coming out. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Well, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 84th installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, it was fun. It was great. But it should have been a And in this week's episode, my little women, you've all grown so much. (laughs) In which ways? (laughs) In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about little women. And we are joined by a very special guest. We have Irene Tu, who is a stand-up comedian, actor, and writer. In 2017, San Francisco Chronicle singled her out as an artist on the brink of fame on the heels of being named one of the Bay Area's 11 best stand-up comedians and one of 20 women to watch. And she just has a new comedy album out called We're Done Now. Irene, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. We're so excited. Also, you're a Bay Area comedian. Lee, you have to go to a show. I, I know. Well, Listen, if are I you not lo- are you in LA house, now? I moved. I moved. Uh, I gave you an old bio. I moved. Well, it's it's not like I never go down to LA, but the bigger problem is I live in a bubble and I never leave my house now. So yeah. remember going to things and doing stuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Only ha- distantly. How Have you been back like doing stand-up and touring and stuff like that? Oh, it's back. Okay, nice. It's nice. now it's as if it never left. Good. Yeah, we're I'm fully glad back you're now. out there. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're is out that, there. Doing is that it. good or is it weird still? Um, no, it was weird for a bit, like when when it was yeah. slowly coming back. There were a lot of like outdoor shows or half capacity shows, but now it's like we're all inside and doing the regular thing again. Nice. All right. Well, we are here today to chat about Little Women, which I'm so excited about. One of the gayest books and <laughs> films multiple times of all time we're going to specifically be talking about the 2019 little women yes yes the greta greta gerwig yes for all of our listeners so lee do you want to dive in on our imdb synopsis Oh, you know I love an IMDb synopsis. For anyone who's not familiar with the movie, the IMDb synopsis for Little Women 2019 edition is as follows. Jo March reflects back and forth on her life, telling the beloved story of the March sisters, four young women, each determined to live life on her own terms. All right. Valid synopsis, but I think we can can make it a little gayer. Irene, do you have a gay synopsis for Little Women? Oh, I guess my gay synopsis is Joe March has a bunch of sisters that she is secretly in love with. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but we're going in that direction tonight, yeah, are but we? But they're all, but they're all straight. So then she ends up <laughs> being, it's just working. Yeah. Why did well, I, she falls I, in I, love with her work instead. Listen, <laughs> is, it, is this on me? For is this on me yeah. that I didn't see the incest coming out this early in the evening? Is that? Oh yeah, I was not prepared me? for. I was not prepared for that either. But oh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, that, that, I thought you there. wanted a synopsis. That was what the whole movie was about, right? <laughs> if that's what you saw, then yeah, I guess. That's, I mean, she's that's, in love oh, with her sister. We're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna have so much fun tonight. I'm <laughs> Ellie, what's your gay synopsis? Okay, so my gay synopsis is Joe March. This book should also be called Little Lesbian. Mm. Mm. Joe March talks about her sisters, each determined to live their life as an independent queer woman, but held in by the shackles of heteronormativity, which only <laughs> Joe can escape. Amazing. That's it. Amazing. For my IMDb synopsis, I decided to just go in a real classic direction. So I think my gay synopsis for Little Women would just be women. That's it. <laughs> just like women are gay. It's just, her. It's the quote. <laughs> it's the quote from Joe in the attic when she's just like, Ugh, women. Women. That's it. That's my gay yeah, synopsis. Yeah, yeah. It's just that gif. It's women.gif. Get that <laughs> oh scene. My That's God. my gay synopsis of the movie. I is that the, is that the speech where she's like, women are beautiful and talented yes. and all these things? Yes. They're more than just love. Yeah. 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 She. Joe is obsessed with women. Yes. Like, obsessed. Exactly. That's why I, listen, I wrote, I went through so many other options for gay synopses for this. And I was like, I feel like this is the one that really most at its core it sums it all up. The The gay synopsis is just women. That's it. Women. Just. I feel like before we dive into like the actual plot of Little Women, because I truly feel like the book itself is queer. And then this adaptation made it even more queer. So I just want to like talk a little bit about Greta Gerwig, right, as the director, right? Just the fact that this is by Greta Gerwig is like, it's going to be gay. And then the cast, like, let's just talk about Saoirse Ronan. Like, what do we think of Saoirse Ronan as an actor? Super queer. Every Everyone in this is gay? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I'm, I'm not... just like, the casting choices. <laughs> everyone the casting choices, is gay. I'm like, if you put Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh in, yeah. oh, and yeah. Laura Dern. And Laura Dern, yes. True. It just in gets a gayer. Film, have you have both of you seen that like uh, the gay men's chorus singing about yes. Laura Dern? Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's the look up the video. It's just you can find it on like YouTube or something. And also, it's Timothy, incredible. Wait, is it Timothy Chalamet is like an honorary lesbian? Yes, <laughs> like for sure. Lori is a queer woman. Yeah, Lori is so queer. Lori is like a non-binary. Yes, yes. queer like, lesbian. Yes, like little fairy. Like really, yeah. the The cast itself just lends itself to so much queerness. I'm also looking right now at Eliza Scanlon's new, like, newest headshot. Um, she plays Beth, and she has. I'm like not trying to stereotype, but she has a lesbian haircut. Look at her new headshot. <laughs> Wait, what's her she name? She has cut all of her hair off. Eliza Scanlon, and then Lee, of course. Emma Watson. I mean, listen. I love Emma Watson. <laughs> I love Emma Watson. And if years of shipping Hermione with anybody that is not a man in Harry Potter have prepared me for anything, it is to read her as gay in anything she's ever totally. in. Totally. Everything. I, like, I trained. I, I trained for this. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So yeah, the cast, the cast itself, and like oh just, yeah, oh sorry, I just got these pictures up. She's looking. She looks not so gay. Straight. That's she what looks I say. So gay. But I mean, also it, yeah. the aunt. Yes. Yep. Yep. All of them. Wait, is that Hannah? No, no, no. Meryl Streep. No, no Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep. Gay. I love how she's like. Oh, everyone has to get married, but like not me. Not me. Because I'm old, rich. rich lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> what? Correct. She's like, I'm going to force heteronormativity on you all, but like I lucked out because I have a lot of money, so I never have to deal with a man. Right, exactly. And we're like, like mm, I don't know about this. Let's, Aunt Mart, sorry, we, we need to go and say what our experience with the film was before we go into this, but there's going to be a lot to say about Aunt March. So, Irene, what was your experience with this version of the film, Little Women? I will be honest, this is the only version I've ever seen of the film. Never okay. read the books. So, oh, so you were really going in just like having no clue what you're getting into. I had no I had no idea what the the plot was at all before I watched it. <laughs> nice. Well, I I well when I was a kid like you know it's like a famous book, but I was always like I didn't like girly stuff and I was like, "Oh, it's called Little Women. This book's just about girls doing makeup and stuff. I'm not going to read it." <laughs> and then I was watching the film, I was like, "Oh, I would have liked this." I think when I was a kid. Yeah. Um why talk- Why do you think you would have liked it? <laughs> well, because the main character was so gay. Yep. And she was like, I want to be a writer. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that they had ambitions in this book. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought this book was literally about like four girls talking about dolls and <laughs> makeup and stuff, you know? See, okay, here's what's funny. Love that. Here's what's funny, because I will be honest too, Ellie. I also saw this in theaters, which you know me. There's not that many things that fall into that category. I saw this in theaters. I had also never seen any other movie, and I had not read the books. But I went in where I feel like this was just such a cultural touchstone that I like did know most of what it was about. Mm. You know? So I'm like, you go in, and I was like, yeah, Beth dies. Okay. like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that somebody was going to die. Oh, no. yeah. See, I did know that. I didn't in. know the movie was going to be sad. <laughs> and it just hit it's, you. You were like, it's oh, said shit. in the 1800s, nothing was ever happy back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> but again, I li- literally knew nothing about this movie. And I was like, okay, it's like about four girls or something. I don't know. And then halfway through the movie, she dies. And I was like, I didn't want this at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. It'll wreck you. It'll- <laughs> Beth always wrecks it- me. It does wreck you. I think what's funny is going in having not read the book, because we were talking about this, because Kelsey and I just rewatched this so that we could record tonight. So we rewatched it last night. And I think the thing that killed me on the rewatch that I that I noticed more as I was like paying closer attention is that because I never read the books, that I had to like consciously try to like either make sense of or we just ended up going and looking it up is I was like, here's the only problem when you cast actors to play these actors in this era of time and these actors seven years before their early adulthood is I was like, how freaking old am I supposed to believe that Florence Pugh (laughs) is? Because they just make her seem like a little shit, right? Like she's the fucking worst. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you're supposed to be 12 but you but don't you look, look like, like you're 12 <laughs> you yeah, look like really you're confusing. 17 at best right like you look like you're 25 playing 17 written to be an absolute fucking psychopath <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I was it's, confused by that. Now you've said it out loud. I'm like, okay, now the movie makes more sense. It makes more sense, right? Because I, like, wow, I mean, every bitch. yeah, everything that's happening in like the the flashed forward like present day sections of the movie. I mean, she's supposed to be what like 19, 20 at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And so then you flash back in time, and I'm like, why are you such a little bitch? Like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? Right, because you're 12 here. That's yeah. why you're literally 12 years yeah. old. You're a child. Okay. Yeah, it's. I think she was the hardest one to age down. Oh, it was just like, not rough. Good. It was just rough. Well, and because her character sucks, right? I mean, like her character as a kid sucks. She was yeah, a shitty like, little kid. Hey. Well, she listen, she was. I'm not going to make apologies for Amy as a child. She's the worst. She's the baby. I mean, I get it, right? Like she's the youngest of four daughters. She is a little shit. Right. She's like, I want to go ice skating. I'm going to burn your shit. I want to go to this party. Eh." She's she's terrible. She's terrible. But I will say it is something that I feel like in the movie, if you haven't read the books and you go into the movie without knowing any of that context, like I did the first time around where I was just like, wow, that character sucks. What is this? It makes more sense having seen it again and being like, ah, I have a clearer idea of what's going on now. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. For my personal experience, I also saw it in theaters. I'm so surprised. Like, I'm just surprised that both of you never read the book, but I guess I that's never a read thing. it. Like, I feel like we had to read it like 10 times. Like, I don't know why. I'm also like, is this set in New England? Who's, who's we and why did you have to? Is this set in New England? Is it set in New England? It feels like it. Yeah, well, it must be. I'm, right? Because, I mean, she's traveling back and forth from New York. Like, you couldn't go that far in those days. I'm pretty sure it's said. I don't know. I just feel like it would be like, oh, we read it in middle school. And then, like, then, like they forgot we read it in middle school. So we read it again in high school. <laughs> you read it again. You know what I mean? It was like. It was just like a thing that you constantly were reading. I think it's because like I live in Boston. That's like, do you know what I mean? True. Where yeah. they were like, "This is the book well, of you your." Know, you know what it is? Because we kept reading Little House on the Prairie, and I'm from the mm. Midwest. That'll do it. Because I've never read Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. So I think it was a geographic decision, right? I think that it has to be because I feel like it was like Louisa May Alcott was like put on you. I literally last night was at a um. This is gonna. This is like one of the gayest sentence ever, sentences ever. I was at a play incubation workshop in East Hampton, and someone was doing a one woman show as herself and Louisa May Alcott. Oh my god! Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! What a sentence! Oh my god! Right? I'm like literally, what is happening? Was it like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like the two the two halves of the face painting? Yeah. Well, it was like it was actually that's really, what I want. It was a very very deep and actually was pretty good but i want my version instead though <laughs> yeah yeah i it was i'll say it's like that but yeah it was it was about domestic violence and this woman who like had louisa may alcott in her head telling her like she could leave so mm-hmm. it was pretty intense and actually the actor was really good but i'm like it's such a like i'm in western massachusetts and they're talking about louisa may alcott and it's a like queer story clear like you know like there's just so much shit so I've read the book many times, like many, many times. It's definitely like in my bookshelf right now. Depressing as hell, but I really enjoyed this particular version of it. And I think we can dive a little bit more into it. We definitely will. I feel like I like this particular version because it's probably like the gayest they've really pushed Joe. And I know that like neither of you have seen any other ones or read the book, but Joe in the book is definitely queer, like, if you read it. Mm. But I feel like Greta Gerwig, like, pushed hard to make 
the queer subtext of Joe know I'm, even it's more. It's funny in this. because I'm trying to. F- I mean, Joe as a character. I'm trying to figure out how you would make her not read queer. You can't, especially because I'm curious now. Like you having said that, I'm curious how many of the things that are in the movie are pulled from the book or not in terms of like the number of times that she's like, uh, that's boyish. That's why I'm doing it. Like, uh, shame that I was born a girl. Like, oh, uh, I don't want to do like anything. She fe- definitely like, has that in the book. I feel like they there's like, a lot. There's I feel a like lot. in the book. They try to like make the relationship between her, between her and Lori more meaningful. Mm. And I guess they sort of try to do that in the movie. But like, I feel like it's pretty actively clear that like Joe never has romantic feelings for Lori. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it's definitely more like she does actually have romantic feelings for Lori, but she cares more about being independent. Yeah. But I feel like in the in the movie, it's like she literally just is like, I don't want to date you, even if we were independent. Oh my God. Like, I literally yeah. don't want to be with you. Literally, well, I you're don't fun to hang out with and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't want to date you. I don't want to be associated with femininity. Full stop. Like everything I do, I do to distance myself. From this, and the only thing that I'm gonna get worked up about in the two hours that you're gonna watch this movie is women. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Joe. Why, when you were watching this film, Irene, what stand out as the gayest things about Joe? I mean, she just got a gay vibe. Okay. <laughs> you know, you see a character and you're like, there's just a gay vibe happening. So that was pretty quick. But what was it that read gay? Was it the page boy caps? Was it the <laughs> writing blazer? Was it the yeah, short haircut? Was it haircut? all the outfits? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outfit. I just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I really act- need to know. I, I was actually like, damn, let me take some notes because I might wear some of these <laughs> outfits. Excuse Dude, me. Her, her green writing suit, I'm like, I want that, the writing blazer, this like tail. Oh, co- fully. I don't, coattails I, whatever was going on with it you're i'm like you're like part like marching band conductor part shakespeare fully gay i'm i mean i was into it i was it. like okay i could i could be wearing this that is damn okay <laughs> let's bring it back let's make that jacket happen seriously i'm surprised there wasn't more of a renaissance of those kind of outfits after 2019 Right? But to be fair, it's probably because none of us went out in public. So, like, why would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to wear the that out- in your the house. The outfit yeah, just yeah, yeah. de facto like, I... became sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that would We all be lived it. Totally impractical to wear I will inside. be honest, though. I was shocked when she cut her hair. And I was like, oh, wow, this is very gay. Yeah. Yes. That scene, I feel like that, I don't know if it's, I haven't read the book in a long time. I don't really know if that's in the book. And I feel like that was a very intentional queer retelling. Yeah, that's like a classic queer coming out scene. You cutting your hair for the first time and crying about it. You're like, yeah. oh, I wanted to do it. And then you're like, I regret it. But then you're like, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, I look pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot. I want to say, too, I'm like, this feels reductive, but like for the time. There is the fact, too, that like she's so career focused. And I think that's like, you know, just pushing against the stereotypes of women in that time in general. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to be gay to be, be be doing that. But I do feel like it's something that you said earlier, which is she was so, like, I, I am terrified of, like, being married. Like, I never want to be reliant on a man because I'm so gay. <laughs> like, if I have to be with a man, I will die. So 
I'm going to be so actively career driven that like nobody can tell me I have to marry a man. Like I'm going to make sure I make a way for myself. Like it feels like throwing herself into her her work is like a desperation of sorts. 100% agree. Yeah. Especially when like we have her male love interest that's freaking Timothy Chalamet. I mean, listen. Lori. Lori. (laughs) No, we're listen, we will get to Lori. Um, I need to talk about Joe some more because I just want to read. I wrote down a number of quotes on great, this rewatch. Great. Okay, just a couple Joe quotes that I feel like we could talk about. The first one is Amy telling her, you could be pretty if you tried. And Joe responding, I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Or Amy telling her, Joe, that's so boyish. And Joe responding, that's why I do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, Joe saying, I can't get over my disappointment in being a girl. Yep. Okay, 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 great. Do we in these quotes read Joe as trans? Like, or do we feel like it's more of that, like, because, I mean, because great of the time. Question. Because great of the time, question. obviously, Joe was like, I wish I wasn't a girl because I want to do things that men do. So it's like, does she want to be a man because she is a lesbian and wants to sleep with women? Or does she like actively want to be a man? Let's debate. I'm going to say personally, and maybe this is just me projecting, like I read Joe as wanting to be desirable to women, which <laughs> at the time there was probably a lot fewer femme for femmes, you know, mm. like probably her understanding of like what is what will women want is wrapped up in masculinity right and i'm going to say i lean that way partly because of some of those quotes partly because so i also i also wrote down the quote when she's talking to lori and lori says uh, i think they're talking about when meg gets engaged right or something and he says you'll feel better when someone comes to take you away and she says i'd like to see someone try it And, like, to me, that reads very much as, like, Ellie, you probably remember we just had this conversation recently about, like, playing the more passive role versus the more active role in starting relationships, right? I feel like Joe is like, no, I want to do the sweeping myself. Thank you very much. Which, like, to me, that's a relatable lesbian sentiment. I don't know. That's what I think. What about, quick, someone argue with me. I mean, I like to see every movie is like a lesbian movie. So mm. I'm going to say she's a once she's like a tomboyish lesbian. But she also could be trans. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I would be interested to see a reading of it where Joe is leaning into that transness. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, they do have their drag club in the attic, right? So well, yeah, oh, yeah too, she loves mm, to dress true. up like a boy, too, which yeah. I'm like is also valid. Like. It could also be that Joe is a lesbian who lesbian drag king. Yeah. Like that's true. She likes to put on a costume and pretend to be a man for a night for performance because it makes her feel, yeah, empowered. And I think like the time period, you're so right. It's like it is that just like she wants to be a man because if she's a woman, that means she has to be with a man. Right. And she does not want that shit at all. She's so uninterested in men, it's, like, almost comical. I mean, it is comical. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so, and one of the things that I love about Little Women, even the, 
I need to look this up. Sorry, I'm going to look this up really quickly. I actually think in the book she might end up with someone. Hold well, on. at the end of the movie, she said that she wrote that that she got with the man. But, like, it doesn't say that she did or not. Hi, here's, okay. Here's how yes. I headcanoned the ending of the movie for myself. You can tell us what happens in the book in a, in a, in a second, Ellie. Here's how I've... Here's how I have decided to interpret the end of the movie, right? Because, of course, we open... The movie is very self-referential, right? In that way that it opens with that, like, make sure she's married by the end or dead. Either way, right? So here's how I am headcanoning this for myself. is like, we, as lesbians, know that when you're going to watch a period piece, most of the time... Your option is dead. Most of our period piece lesbians do not survive for very long into the 1800s, right? So I'm choosing to read this as she brings Mr. Dashwood back the book, the end of the book, written as it actually happened, where she does not run after Friedrich. And then he's like, no, you can't publish this. They have to be together for the romance of it. And so then the whole ending after that that we see is like this created invention that she tacks on to the end of the the novel that she created for him and that's not the real ending but she was like well otherwise I will just become another dead 1800s lesbian and I refuse therefore here's what you get that's my I think that's that's my reading I like that because also so in this retelling of Little Women really Joe is like a stand-in for Louisa May Alcott right like you're led to believe that like she is Louisa May Alcott writing this story. Mm-hmm. And in real life, Louisa May Alcott never married anyone. So, True. like, yes, it probably yes. is that, like, Louisa May Alcott was a huge lesbian. Oh, wrote my God. Joe as her character. And then her editor was like, uh, you can't have this woman just, like, end with no one. And then she's like, all right, fine, this dude. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. Because to be fair, I barely remembered him. Like, you're, I literally was like, I oh, totally hey, forgot about happened? him. Yeah. I was like, who's this He man? shows up. Yeah. He shows up at the end. And you're like, who? You're like, why did he come back? Yeah. Literally. I was like, I thought this man moved on. <laughs> I thought this man moved on and I thought Joe moved on. Because listen, when we talk about movies where the central male love interest is kind of an afterthought, I'm sorry, this dude who's... All we've seen in this movie is um, you setting yourself on fire in his presence and then you screaming at him and that's it, right? That's it. Like they get in a huge fight because he doesn't like her writing. Joe pieces the fuck out of there and that's what we have going into that final scene where everyone's like, you're in love. And I'm like, is she though? So weird. And then he comes back for her? Like, it's what weird. a loser. <laughs> This man's a loser. He does suck, though. Like, why is you're he like so Frederick? Rude? That's called being left on red and just take it gracefully, yeah. buddy. Like, take the L, call it a day. Yes. No, I'm literally reading this right now. That Alcott originally intended for her story to end with Joe as a literary spinster. That was wow. like that's not just speculation, but the publisher said she had to marry someone. Unacceptable. Yes. Unacceptable. I refuse. I know, but she literally. Like, there's a letter she wrote to one of her friends that was like, there's no way I'm putting Joe with Lori just to please the readers. Wow. <laughs> like, so I'm also like, clearly, Louisa May Alcott had some shit with her childhood best friend where she was like, I cannot. I'm not doing this. <laughs> wow. I'm not doing this. I love this. Um, okay, wait. Also, when we talk about how 
how hard the movie specifically went on Joe's very, very strong homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Can we also discuss, is it in the book that she's like, goes to see Twelfth Night and is obsessed with Twelfth Night and super into that play? Because I'm like, is that on purpose that you picked like clearly the gayest, most gender bending Shakespeare play? I'm I mean, just saying like she's sitting on, they purposefully put her in the back of that theater watching a scene with Olivia and Viola, right? Which means that like one of them is pretending to be a dude in drag and you just look back and Joe looks like she is on fucking cloud nine. Well, Twelfth Night is She's the Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is like it's such a queer story. It's it's so, I mean, we have extensively covered how gay She's the Man is and therefore how gay the underlying play is. But that's what I'm saying. It's like she's watching two characters being in love, one of whom is a woman pretending to be a man on stage. And she is like beaming, just here for it. I, I'm just, I'm wondering if that was a movie decision. Because if so, I'm like, they literally went hard on how gay she is. They went so. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. hard i'm curious and maybe i shouldn't dive more into this but irene i really want to hear more about what you think about joe being obsessed with her sisters okay well mostly she's definitely obsessed with meg meg so true so like she was like practically begging meg not to get married to that tutor guy or whatever and she Mm -hmm. was like I mean, I can provide for us. Um, I'll, I'll work. Like, I'll do all this stuff so you don't have to get married. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'll be your husband, Meg. You're like, wait, what the hell? Yeah. Do you remember that scene? Yes. Like, everything she was saying, she's like, I, it was, I was like, wow, that is something. <laughs> That's not also, because I feel like prior to that, she also like, like with Meg and she's like, don't get married. Like, you know, at the debutante ball thing. It's like she's going to a ball. She's not going to get married. Like she just like hey, went for listen, a weekend. It was the 1800s. Like Amy got have. married on the way back from France. Like That's let's true. not let's That's not true. rule anything. But it's like out. why is she upset? So obsessed with Meg not getting married. Mm. True. Every I, time. I feel um, like it's maybe also because like she, she knows wants, they're yeah. all they're all gay. Yeah, I feel like she's also it, like if we if we don't read it in an incest way, yeah. weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where would be the fun in that? Come on. I do feel like it is that thing where you like, you know, like she literally is like, Meg, I know you're gay. Like, I know I'm gay. I'm Joe. Right. I know I'm gay. I know my sister's gay. And I'm literally like, oh, my God, I just see before my eyes like this gay woman is about to go get married. And I'm like, stop. No, I'll save you. Like, I'll save you because I'm queer, too. And then we can just be like this little queer. Like, she's going to start like a little commune with her sisters. Like, also, Joe would all be all about a co-op. I mean, oh, the school sure. is a co-op. Let's be yep. real. Yes. Yep. Okay. I I have an answer. I have an easy solution here to our problem, which is, is it weird to ship Joe and Meg together? Here's my easy solution. Are you ready? Good question. I think. <laughs> <laughs> interesting question. I think. Interesting question. <laughs> easy solution. I think we just need Saoirse Ronan and Emma Watson to like make out a little bit 
so that we can all decide for ourselves if we feel weirded out or not. (laughs) That's all. Then we'll know. Then if you watch it and you're like, oh, actually, that feels a little weird to me, then like maybe it's weird. And I have a solution as well. Okay, let's hear it. In the movie, it doesn't say they're definitely all blood related. (laughs) <laughs> Marmy, so, what are you doing, Marmy? So maybe Marmy adopted them all separately. That's true. Mm. That listen, I so could, then you could I do could the Marmy. Marmy would the be the the type, right? Yeah, Marmy would be like this poor baby has no home. Bring yeah. him, bring him yeah. home. One of them was adopted in. Yeah, out of the two, the Meg and the Joe. It's more okay. I mean, I will say Meg is the only brunette in that family. See, that's what I'm telling you. Doesn't track. Right. Adopted. Doesn't track. And they are very, very physically intimate with each other. <laughs> if we're talking that they're step siblings, then I can dive into that. But <laughs> they they are very physically intimate together. I'm sorry. They are. Like I feel like they're like literally like, oh, we only have one bed. Like it's very intense. Can we wait, can we talk a little bit about Meg then? Because yeah. I feel like, so here's the thing. I started rewatching and my first notes in the movie, as you be all of the characters, just the first couple bullet points of my notes read, Joe, gay, Amy, gay, Meg, a practical gay. I just feel like that's the energy that Meg has for me, right? Like um, Meg is like, I'm gonna just like sew up this button on your button down shirt because I'm such a practical gay. I'm just gonna like make do with this. I'm such a practical gay. Like Meg was cottagecore gay before it was a thing, right? (laughs) Meg's like, I'm making my own paper. What do you want from me? Saving the earth, practical gay. She would be very useful on a commune. (laughs) Meg's like out in the back composting. Like that's just her, right? That's Mm. so funny. I see it. Also, like, she's a little bit of a theater gay. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, she's like, I'm yes. an actress. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, Joe's like, you can't give up on your dream, Meg. That's what I'm saying. Remember when she was obsessed with her being the actress? Being like, you're such a good actress. You can't give up on that. I'm like, why are you so obsessed with Meg? Also, I wrote you it- another play, Meg. Yeah. Also, yeah, she's <laughs> she's writing plays for her sister, right? But yeah. isn't isn't in the play Joe plays a man and like like they're together? No, no, Meg uh, Emma Watson's got a little fake mustache on in one of their plays. She's definitely a drag mm. too. Plus, in their attic drag club, I don't know if they had a name for it. That's what I'm I like it. attic drag club. I was attic like, yeah. drag club. If somebody wants to use that for like their band or something, like it's feel free. It's yours because it's dope. So <laughs> when they do that and then they have the conversation where they try to like induct Lori into the club, Meg direct quote we don't want any boys this is a club for ladies they, Meg's like I am not interested in real men just ladies true. just like them that's they true. really do like to exclude men from everything they do, <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they really do they really do 20 bucks says that like Father March is not actually shipped off to war they just like exiled him they're like you can't come back <laughs> <laughs> they're like actually we just like being women here bye yes. bye I mean, the whole point of the book itself, I think, also is to say that, like, the best parts of their lives were before they're married. Totally. That's, like, literally the point of it, right? Is to be, like, everything is great until men get involved. So true. Like, entire part one of the book is, like, everything's wonderful. And then part two is, like, men suck. (laughs) Beth dies. Listen. If that's what we're going to indoctrinate into our children, like, I'm okay if they keep reading this in schools. That's okay. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, if, I you, mean, if you see a man, your child's going to die. Yeah, run. <laughs> run, run, run. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like if also, I'm sorry, people who are trying to ban gay books, then you're going to have to ban little women. Have they actually? No, probably. No, Listen, so. <laughs> there's no limit, Ellie. There's no limit. I would love for us to just start like rumors that all these books are gay and they start banning them. Exactly. All right. It's never been banned before. Till now. We can we yeah, listen, right? let's tell them it's it's incest gay and like yeah, see what like, happens. It's, it's gay and there's incest, like mm, Yeah, this better has, watch out for little it, women. It's never been officially banned, but some people have called it too radical. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> for saying women could freely choose what they wanted out of life. Okay, wait. Do we have more on Meg? I because I otherwise we could talk about Let's Amy. Let's talk about Florence Pugh. I, like, don't I even feel consider like her I Amy. feel like my she only last Pugh. Meg point. <laughs> I feel like my only last Meg point was that she marries like the softest boy in the movie, which I was like, I mean, it's too yeah, it's too easy on. of a choice. It's too easy, far too easy. All right, but let's okay, talk so, about Amy. So Florence Pugh, why why would we read her as gay? I just feel like I always read Florence Pugh as gay. So like, it's not even anything necessarily that she did. I feel bad, like almost like I can't even specifically name it. I guess my first thing will be like that she's an artist. So same thing. They're all like so artsy. Yeah, she's she's got strong art gay vibes. Really see them. Like she's like, <laughs> she she moves to France and she's like painting naked women in her flat. <laughs> like, and then she's like, oh, Lori. Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. Like that's what I see for her. I also, listen, I can't tell if this is like, if, I can't tell if this is a bad story. So you can tell me afterwards, Ellie. <laughs> Oh God, I don't know what's going to happen here. So here's the thing. It's like when we were in college, so like Kelsey and I met at Mount Holyoke, which is a women's school, right? Gay. And yep. very gay. Um, yeah, it's a gay place to meet my wife. But she also did a dual degree with an engineering program at Dartmouth. And so when uh, she did two years, her junior year and a fifth year at Dartmouth. And while we were at Dartmouth, I say we because, of course, we both went for all intents and purposes. I was there a lot. Um, and so <laughs> so the first the first uh, semester that she went to Dartmouth, we she like met a whole bunch of people and then had to come out to all of them. Right. And like, Ellie, you know what Kelsey looks like. Irene, my wife, is like very femme wouldn't necessarily read as gay for a lot of people. Sure. And so when she first like mentioned that she had a girlfriend or whatever, like a whole bunch of the kids that she had met over the first like week or so were like oh, so surprised, right? Like, oh my God, what do you mean? You're dating a girl. Everyone except for one guy that she ended up living with her fifth year that we were pretty pretty good friends with. And he was like, oh, sure. And she was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, like you have a gay face. And she was like, what? what? And so, like, we've been joking for years about, like, oh, like, gay face. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's the kind of thing where you're like, is it a hate crime or is it just funny? And then someone like Florence Pugh rolls along and you're like, oh, gay face. Gay yeah, face. I get it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a thing. Gay face. It's a thing. Gay, it's boys, gay face. Gay face. Yeah. Florence Pugh has it. And I'm sorry, but, like, you're totally right, Ellie. It's so hard to read her as straight in anything. I just can't really. It's hard. Yeah. It's Not even hard. the bangs can do it for me. No. When you and got a gay face, you yeah. got a gay you face. You can't hide it. You can't. can't hide it with any amount of bangs. It's just there. It's there. It's I mean, in the bone structure, you know? Yeah. It just reads gay. The chin, I feel like, for her is my big, <laughs> like, indicator. Yeah. Yeah. It's very gay. But I feel like the big tell for Amy as a character 
is the displaced crush. Oh, well, here's the only boy that people that's around that like clearly like is someone. Oh, well, he's into my sister. So like that means that like I want him because of that. But like I don't feel like she wants Lori for Lori. No. No, I don't think she's in love with Lori. She's just in love with the concept of like being in love with someone, but does not understand that at all because Mm -hmm. she has not met a woman. Exactly. I also, I could see a lot of displaced feelings around the sort of like, it's that dual side of siblinghood of like the hero worship slash like very antagonistic relationship that she has with her very gay older sister, Joe. Right? Right. There's clearly some tension there, and I feel like she reads a lot into Lori being the person who loved Joe for who she is, you know? And she's like, you could love me for being gay too, Lori. True. That's Mm. true. That is true, because she was like, she saw Lori literally not give a shit that Joe, like, dresses as a man every other day. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, well, I guess he'll be accepting of me. Wow. Plus he has money. I mean, listen, again, if you're going to beard up, you could do worse. Oh, and again, he looks like a pretty lesbian. He's <laughs> so pretty. Like, he's so <laughs> feminine looking. Like, love him, but he is very feminine. Yeah. Plus, can't you just, okay, picture this with me. Can't you just picture Amy and Lori living this, like, super queer, like, hedonistic lifestyle in the 1800s where they're like, we're going to get drunk and we're going to do some opium and we're gonna like dress in drag and like I'll wear the dress tonight and you can wear my pants and like this is how we're rolling tonight (laughs) like they both have that vibe right like he shows up absolutely blasted to that New Year's Eve party that's their life now like they're just gonna have like a big fucking house and they're gonna get absolutely shit faced and like just have lots and lots of orgies yes like gender bending artist orgies that's what I see for them (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, Louisa May. <laughs> That's this is what she wanted. She wanted this, this is, queer interpretation. This is what she wanted. Yes. Any more on Amy? Um, I feel like there also is uh like be gay do crime kind of vibe, but like <laughs> like I feel yes. like she has she has that like does not give a shit about authority type vibe, which I feel like is very queer of her. Of like, mm. you're not going to tell me what to do. Totally. I make my own rules here. I'm really happy that they cast Flor- Florence Pugh as Amy because I do think Amy is horrifically unlikable <laughs> in the book, particular in particular. And in the movie. Yeah, that came across. That came across. She <laughs> is, but I think she's less unlikable because it's Florence Pugh. Yes. That's maybe my own yeah. personal bias. Fair it enough. softens the blow. Yeah. It's where the gay just, face. Yeah, where you're just like, eh, well, she sucks, but she's Florence Pugh, so <laughs> I'll let her, you know? That's all I'm saying. But I think, like, most of the March sisters are gay. I, it's hard to really say with Beth. Like, yeah, what I was going to say, about what, little, do we, what like, are our about thoughts Beth's on Beth? sexuality? Okay, Beth is just not even in the movie. Yeah. She's, she's a, just she's a catalyst. She just plays the people. piano. Honestly, she's asexual. She just plays the piano and then Ooh, she dies. Like that's it. Yeah. Well, listen, here's what I will I will put one thing in the Beth reading as slightly queer, which is like a social anxiety gay. Right? <laughs> True. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. 
I could see that where she's like, which again, I mean, that's the other scene where I'm like, I have such a hard time with the casting of this movie because I get that you're supposed to be like 13. But the scene where she's like, he asks if anyone wants to use the piano and she's like, I would love to use your piano. And then like goes and hides behind the nanny again. And I'm like, totally. how old are you? <laughs> you're like clearly 25. This is a weird look for you. But you know, look, I could, I could see a socially anxious gay who's like, I just want to play piano all day. Yeah, I like the idea of her as asexual, though, because it is like, that's really, that is all she really cares about. Yeah, she wants to play the piano, you know, and then she dies. That's it. (laughs) She dies. So tough. Yeah. (laughs) Bad. Okay, listen, I know we need to talk about Lori. Before we talk about Lori, I have one more March woman. Oh, my God, yeah. I need to bring up because we got to talk about how gay Marmy is. Well, I also was like, are we going to talk about Aunt March? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we can talk about Aunt March, too. Aunt March, Aunt yeah. March is the, the rich lesbian. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. All right, so Marmy, hit me yeah. with Marmy. Okay, well, think? look, first of all, Laura She Dern. hates her husband. <laughs> uh, yes, there's that. Laura Dern. I'll just say Laura Dern again, because I mean, like, Laura Dern. <laughs> She's gay. But here's my here's my specific thing for uh for Marmy is you know when Marmy and Joe have that whole conversation where she's like, I'm angry all the time, Joe. She has that like Hulk Marmy moment of like just why are you so angry at the world, Marmy? What did the world ever do to you? And here's my theory is can't you see Marmy and the personality that she has in the time era of time that they are living in can't you see her being one of those gays who was like well i'm gay but that's not what god wants for me so gotta marry some dude and i guess this is my life now and why am i just so full of rage all the time i don't know she did say that she said she's angry all the time but she's like spent 40 years figured it out We're like, okay, something's wrong. Something's clearly in it. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, they give no explanation for why she's so upset. Mm-mm. They don't give any reason. And so I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to find a reason. And the reason is that you are stuck in a heteronormative marriage that you specifically did not want, but that you feel like you have to force yourself to go through because this is God's plan for your life, Marmy. Just leave him and find a girlfriend. It's okay true mm-hmm. that is plus she birthed gay. four gay daughters possibly three depending on where we think meg came from that's all i'm saying yes wherever <laughs> meg came from wherever i'm not saying one way or the other so let's wrap it up with Lori. why do we think Lori is a queer character i mean look at him um, yeah look at him <laughs> all right look at him but also like actions wise he is obsessed like i feel like there's a very specific specific type of gay that like loves one person so intensely unrequitedly for too and that, long and that person is called a lesbian yes <laughs> yes so true so true for too long like it's like lori thinks that like at some point like she'll figure it out like how many lesbians have done that shit where they're like i'm just gonna be the best friend and one day she'll turn around and she'll notice me that's literally the definition of a lesbian it's gay it's so gay it's so gay so poor Lori, but also not poor Lori, because dude get the hint 
I mean, not poor Lori. And it's also like, so I feel like when we just recorded on um, Moxie, who's the dude, the guy who plays Tanner in Booksmart? I who's know he who playing he is, in? but. The, but the guy, right? Yeah. The guy where I'm like, I can read him as like, maybe trans, maybe something. Like, because I feel like Lori has similar vibes for me in that he so desperately wants to be a March sister, right? <laughs> yes. Like, he wants to be part of them. He wants to be in that group. Like, that's where he wants to self-identify himself is, like, one of them. That's what he wants. And that just is not going to read as straight to me, you know? No. He's a lesbian. He is a big old lesbian. Yeah. All right, so which characters are we shipping? We've already sort of talked about this. Oh, wait, sorry. I have one last I have one last thing, one last honorary mention for a character, which is uh Mr. Lawrence. Mm. Those shoes. They're gay. That's all. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> great, great honorary mention. All right, here we go. I'm sorry. So, so purple flower mine. slippers. So Joe and Joe mine. and Meg we have, right? What's their ship name? Oh God. Mojo. Mo? Mo- Mojo. Oh, Mojo. Wow. Oh, I guess it'd be Me- Mejo. I don't know. No, Mojo works better. Mojo? Let's just keep it's it. Hand. It's wrong, but it's it's better. Yeah. It's okay. But we like it. It's wrong, um, but so is their relationship. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Mojo. Yes. But we nobody never... cancel us for this episode. We blame Irene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. She's adopted. Yeah. She's adopted. Yes. <laughs> Which is uh, still wrong. Which is still, but 90s films have told us otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, I wish that there was a queer character for me to ship Joe with. I just feel like I'm just going to say, like, I ship Joe with a future. Actually, I ship Joe with. Oh, my God. What's her name? From Titanic. <laughs> with Rose. Rose? Yeah, because you know Saoirse Ronan and um, Kate Winslet were in that lesbian movie together. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I just like say this is the same timeline and like further along. So you're saying someone, someone should write us a fan fiction where Rose arrives in America, ends up at the boarding house with Joe. Yeah, they they start the commune school together. I see it. I'm not, Actually, I'm kind not of into this. For it. This is yeah. kind because, of good. Yeah, I'm like, not. I'm not against this. Someone write us this. Jack send and it to Lori us. are pretty interchangeable for me. I think in terms of like their oh fem- god yes. yes god yeah. yes. So into I know it. this went way out of left field, but Joe and Rose, Joe's hell yeah, <laughs> Joe's hell yeah. Uh, yeah, or Rojo, Rojo, Rojo. Oh yeah, huh? Mojo and Mojo. I'm making it. I'm making it work. <laughs> Listen, Rojo and Mojo. What about you, Lee? What's your ship? Oh Jesus, <laughs> Lori. You don't Lori with anyone? Must I? Um, I guess you don't have to. I guess. Good lord. You know all the relationships. I are will ship twisted. Meg with whoever that girl was who kept calling her Daisy. How's that? Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I feel like she was into sure. the nickname. She was yeah, like, yeah. you can call me whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I like that. They definitely She's like, I'm going to wear your dress. You call me what you want to call me. So that character doesn't even have a name. Uh, but they're together. They're together. That's Meg's girl on the side. <laughs> <laughs> they got to have so a girl in the city. She Come survives. On. Yeah, only way she survives. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for our Q&A? Here we go. I think All we're right, ready. Let's do it. Um, wait, right. wait, wait. First. Little woman. Little women. 
Should have been gay. Joe March, the queer icon of pretty much all time. Okay, all now, time. now it is now time. Now it's our, our time for our Q and gay. Here we go. Q, 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 Q and, 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 and gay. gay. All right, question number one. This is for you, Irene. Who is the gayest March sister? A, Meg, B, Joe, C, Beth, or D, Amy? Obviously, Joe. It's just so, like, it's Joe. It's, it's Joe, Joe a million times over. Yeah. I know, but I'm, I want to see if anyone has, you know, no, alternative viewpoints. Like, the answer's just always The answer's just Joe. Okay, question two. Did you cry when Beth died? A, yes, or B, I'm a monster? B, I'm a monster. <laughs> Damn. I'm I bet you Lee's too. a monster, okay. too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wow. always a monster, Ellie. You know, D- Ellie, did you uh, cry when yeah, Beth died? Yeah, I bawled. Of course I did. Uh, you know who played Joe in the 1994 version of this? Winona Ryder. Oh my God. Stop oh, it. Okay. And Susan Sarandon was the mother. Stop it. Wow. It's also very gay. Yeah. I just needed to look at this because I was like, wait, I feel like I have this vivid memory of another very gay Joe in the movie. And <laughs> that makes sense. Because they're always gay. All right, question number three. What is gayer? A, the page boy cap. B, the writing blazer. C, Amy's pipe. I forgot about that. D, the purple shoes. <laughs> A, the page boy cap. Yeah. I mean, the pipe was pretty gay, though, right? Bring back yeah, the that page was pretty gay, cap. too. Yeah. Okay, question four. Who was the gayest little man? Out of A, Lori. B, John. C, Mr. Lawrence, or D, Mr. Dashwood? Still definitely Lori. Mm. Lori. I feel I'm like also... Mr. Dashwood bearded up too, though. I'm just saying. I also felt so weird that you said little man. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it that was felt... really well, strange. it's in capitals. Get it? Yeah, little yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. Little little we man. got it, but, but it yeah, felt it weird. Just did not feel right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question number... How tall is Timothy Chalamet? That's all I'm true, saying. True, honestly true. All right, question number five. What is your dream role in life? A, wife, B, writer, C, actor, or D, artist? Um, Was it C, actor? Yeah. yeah. Yes, so C, and, actor. And listen, the discerning listeners may have noticed that, like, yes, Meg did get two of those, but I feel like adding in a Beth option and being, like, early death just felt wrong <laughs> to me. <so. laughs> Dead writer. Yes. So I just, you know, I worked with what I had. That's all. Oh that's my cool. god, horrible. All right, amazing. Thank you, <laughs> Irene, for hanging out with us to talk about this very, very gay film. Of course, thank you for having me. Um, you know, I'm sorry to the listeners that I've made this episode <laughs> extra incesty, in addition to being gay, but. Hey, I, I'd like to say what it's the first time, but I don't think <laughs> I mean, if you watch the film, it's not my fault. Yeah, no, it was really It's really film. not. It was the film. It was it's, not you. This one's on Greta Gerwig. It's not on you. Yeah. Uh, Irene, tell our listeners, where can they find you? Where can they find all your stuff uh, and anything coming up you want to let them know about? For sure. Um, so I'm a stand-up comedian, so I go on tour all the time. You can come see me live. Um, go to my website, irene2.com for tour dates. You can follow me on social media at Irene underscore two. That's T-U. And um, I have a new album that just dropped. It's called We're Done Now. You can find it wherever you get albums, iTunes, Bandcamp, whatever. And yeah, that's that's kind of it. Come see me awesome. and uh, where- send me more gay movies to watch. Where is your next show? Oh, um, I'm going to be in Bloomington, Indiana for the Limestone Comedy Festival. I think it's like May like 12th to 14th, something like that. 
And then I'm also doing a couple of shows during the Netflix is a joke fest in LA. And uh, I forgot where else, but uh, yeah, just check my website for tour days. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a blast. Thank you for having me. Let me hear you say hip, 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 yeah. We love hearing from you and building community. So we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And as always, we want to thank all of the people who have been donating to our Journey to the Heart crowdfunding campaign, starting with Sam, Durr, Jacqueline, Cassandra K, Caroline, and Marta. Thank you so much. And to everybody who has donated so far or shared or told their friends or family about the show, it just, you know, it means a lot. It's how we're going to be able to make this project. And so we just want to say thank you. We also want to say thank you. So you may you may all have heard last week's episode. We did a essentials on the absolutely delightful bonkers roller coaster ride that is Girl Trash. Girl Trash. And so we just need to give a really like a from the bottom of our hearts shout out to our listener Gwen who messaged us on Instagram to tell us that their first time with a girl was on a trampoline. And just really, really made our day. <laughs> really, Gwen, you really are made a our day. star. Yes, uh, I am so happy to hear that. I just, I feel like I, I'm like smiling like an idiot right now. I just, I can't, I can't. It's too, it's too <laughs> well, good. Because, you it's know, too incredible. There's a lot of times where we we just ask for things like, oh, please send us this thing, and like sometimes we get them, like. I don't know if I was expecting to hear that someone had trampoline sex. And I'm so happy that somebody actively reached out to us. Like, it feels like the most exciting thing ever to, like, ask for a story and get it back. Amazing. Incredible. We end up on a trampoline and I have first time sex. Whoa, it's just whoa, my whoa, fantasy. Whoa. Hold the phone. You're a chick virgin? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rosashino, Sarah and Julia, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, Aidy Benitez, Fiona W., Whitney Lennon, and Jennifer Trujillo. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We could not make this show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Flame RSS feed on any podcasting app. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you are subscribed at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. If you want to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing what you have to say about the show. If you want to support us financially, we have a Patreon. You can get all sorts of fun perks like our Discord chat where we hang out with all of our patrons all the time. We have viewing parties. You can get ad-free episodes, all sorts of good stuff. You can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to support our musicals, you can do that at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. That'll help us get the flame to the stage and fill in any gaps in funding for our next show, Journey to the Heart. If you want to buy some merch, now is the best time of year to make sure that you are getting all of your queer merch for Pride and ship in time. So if you want to check out all of our designs, you can get them on all sorts of different shirts, tank tops, tote bags, all sorts of good stuff. You can find it at bit.ly slash lesshop. 
If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Bridget on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang